great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. We've got a computer We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Like the heart rate started. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, technical um, goodies. Radio Hotler. Hotler. Oh, cheers, boy. Cheers. Cheers. Sensational, Johnny. Overdone or okay? No, perfect. What? Perfect. I'm going to cut another spot in a second. Actually, they're the end pieces. Mm -hmm. So um, when we move to the next slice, it'll only get better. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> Sounds like my teeth are breaking. <laughs> Didn't know you had any. I did actually crack one on one occasion, even crack. And every time I go to the dentist, he goes, How's that teeth going that I did that temporary repair on? I said, Yeah, it's going great. I said, Good, it just stayed there then. So it's the longest lasting temporary repair I've ever been temporarily repaired with. say that um, the only greater crackling I've ever heard is from Rusty Sausage's mouth. <laughs> Who? It's right here. joining us tonight. Hello, Rusty Sausage. Well, there you are, 16 and a half years old, been to the vet this week and come back with an 11 out of 10 report. I mean, that's well, pretty Rusty. good, isn't it? It is. Have a look at it. A little bit of greying around the gills. Yeah. But certainly got plenty of energy. Yeah, plenty of spark left there. The way she was dashing up and down the bloody hallway when I arrived. Little tiny, hey, Rust. tiny little bit of cataracts coming on. If you can see, just a little bit of cloudiness in the eyes. Yeah. <gasps> oh, maybe yes. But um, she's got very good eyesight. Mm. She's very happy to be. Oh, hang on. Well, she's I'll definitely get, hanging, out, hanging out for a bit. This mate. I'll get you this. You can't be sitting on the cold floor there. Not that it's a cold house, but you can sit. There you go. Well. Oh. 281. Here we are then. G'day viewers, and welcome to... What is it? 281. Episode 281 of that show... Radio right Hotline. Right <laughs> <laughs> the show we're divesting ourselves from... Radio Hot Lap, a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets and barbecues, but... 
come October, around the Bathurst time frame, I think Radio Hotlap will cease to exist and become a new identity. Well, there you go. A new identity. Hello, viewers. Welcome to episode 281. JP and I are having a, uh, a crispy pork roast. In case you hadn't already worked that out. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty Sausage is looking on very uh, enthusiastically. Here in, um, what's today's date? It's the uh, 6th of August. It is 6th of August. 6th of August. Yeah. <laughs> miserable weather. Yeah, very miserable. Mind you, not as miserable as it is in Melbourne. My uh, brother-in-law was driving over there, leaving at 5 o'clock this morning. And I thought, well, yeah, rather you than me. 12 degrees today. What are you having to drink tonight, mate? That's the most important thing. We've got a very delicious... What are you having to drink tonight? Riddick Kunawara Shiraz 2013. And I must say that I highly recommend it. It's very smooth and very gutsy. I'm going to try that in a minute, but um, prior, I just thought, you know, while I'm cooking... Something a little bit lighter might be the go, and uh, yeah. I've got this uh, Marlborough, New Zealand, Pinot Noir, cool climate, from Ant Moore. A, uh, looking really good, and uh, tastes pretty good, and, you know, I particularly so like... it wasn't an anti-climax, then, when you tasted it. I love the sulphates. Right. Oh, I Oh, <laughs> so does the dogs. The sound of it. What are you having to drink tonight? <laughs> I think we're having Russ will be quite vocal, coming on, and... Um, to the, to the weekend. To the weekend. Well, the weekend's coming on. Mm. So, JP, while I carve you another piece of roast pork, I think the most relevant news, this is open for discussion. Relevant or irrelevant? Relevant news <laughs> is that uh, V8 Supercar's effective purchase of the Bathurst 12-hour. Yeah, which is uh, all a bit weird. I don't know whether that's... It's all a bit too political for my liking. It's like, well, we can't beat them, and the event's getting bigger, and so how do we get a hold of it so that we can control our drivers if they want to drive in it? Because, of course, last year, or this year, rather, earlier this year, they effectively banned their drivers Wait, from driving. Is that enough crackle? That's beautiful. There's, a little, bit of, um, there's a little bit of say, um, sage in there. I mean, not in the comment. Yeah, I can see a bit of sage in the middle. Um, yeah, so, you know, they effectively banned their drivers from uh, driving, or the V8 supercar drivers from driving in the 12-hour by virtue of the test day. Um, so, obviously, that probably didn't go down too well with a lot of the drivers who would have loved to be in the 12-hour, and this is their way around that problem, because... If they control the 12-hour and they control the, the drivers and their own V8 supercar events, then they get all of the crowd figures and the TV. But you know what's going to really piss me off? I do. I'm thinking about TV coverage, and I'm thinking about V8 supercars TV coverage, which is total shy-handed security dudes. Yeah, true. That will um, make our life difficult mm. um, as... Uh, yeah, and just take away that fun factor where you know you could you could come to the event and hang around and you know where we camped, yeah. and, you know go down at two a.m. in the morning and hang out with the factory and listen to them. 
Yeah. We need to check stuff out. Like, well, I hope that's cars. not the case. I really do hope that's not the case. Mm. I, I, I don't know. Perhaps there is some... There certainly can be some, um, some validity uh, uh, in the, the comment that the event has outgrown um, the ability of James O'Brien of Yeehaw's event, Yeehaw events to be able to build, make it go forward. James is a good guy, he's done the right thing, and certainly he's going to get a cash handout for that. Why shouldn't he? Sure, and oh, absolutely. Very, he's worked bloody hard over a long absolutely. while to get where it is. I, I just, I guess I, I what I'm saying is I just don't want to see the, the I don't want to see the, the fabric of the event change from its, you know, relaxed. I don't think anybody does. But I, I don't think there's any event on the planet that, you know, once you ask for success, you know, you know, it's the devil in the deep blue sea, isn't it? You know, like you want, yeah. you want them to be successful. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't. Yeah, exactly, because you can't, you you can't, can't keep it, it as, a, as a nice little sort of Australian-centric, um, you know, exactly happy-go-lucky event when all the internationals are coming and its, it's stature's been raised so high. So, Well, yeah, when they moved away from what was production car racing... Well, let's rewind. What did the, the Bathurst one now start out as? It was effectively, I think, what was... Oh, maybe that was at Easter, the Bimf. Well, then, I don't know, maybe I have to go back. Well, it was the 24 originally, wasn't it? Well, no, it was... was I don't know. Even now, I can't remember the time frame. The the original 24, which was won by the RX-7. But, yeah, with Neil Crompton. That's right. uh, And and, and had won it, along with others of of significant names. You know, that... But let's... um, Let's have a little bit of think a little bit more about that. When I find my glasses. Other and bring the gravy over here. Bring that delicious mushroom gravy over. Oh, do you want some more? Mmm. That's pretty alright, isn't it? It is. Does that get good? Perfect. Woo. Thank you. Oh, look, it's gone down beautifully now. Oh, as the actress said for the bit. That is good. Reviewers, I'll tell you. Oh, Jay feels there. Well, okay. actually, you were in charge of gravy. I mean, part B of the gravy. You're Thunderbird too. Yeah. Well, after trying to find the cream, buddy, at three different places on the way here. Mm. All right, so off topic for a bit, uh, but back on it. You know what? I think it'll be successful. And I, I'm going to make a phone call this week. Or, we go and talk to him in person. Someone I think that might be actually very good at steering where this goes, and I, I can't imagine that he would not be involved. Mm-hmm. You know him well. He's raced the event. I think actually he's even won it or certainly podiumed it. That's Damien White. Yes. Who is um, operations manager he did for the Supercar? He did win it, did he? Did he win it with uh, like. He did. Yeah, he won. And, and, and it was in an Evo. Yeah, three years ago? No, come on. Well, try six. Was it really that long ago? Yeah. Jesus. Time flies, isn't it? Mm. Damien's got a unique understanding of that. Twice year year champion. He was a racer. And he works for V8 Supercars, which is probably a good thing. He's the operations manager. So hopefully, he'll be doing the right thing. Well... 
terms of retaining the events. What can you call it? Retaining the events. Natural. Natural niceness. Relaxed atmosphere. Because hopefully that's how he'll remember it was when he won. How you played it, what? Two? Sorry? Yum. Carrot? Yeah. Two more carrots. You want carrot? Yeah, I'll have a carrot. Oh. Good boy. Garlic? Mm. Jesus. No, it's charcoal, Johnny. It was garlic. Just smash it. Just start Wasn't it, Rust? It was garlic. <laughs> Mm. No, what, what I mean by that is that I think that he has a deep understanding of the of, of the of the category and um, and a passion for it. There's a lot of you know noise out there, and quite a lot of negative noise about you know oh, they're should we go get the hand on it, and then they're going to. You know, turn it into something where you know the high prices and restricted yeah, access yeah. and and da, 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 and, and you know the all the supercar drivers and, and I don't I don't see it I don't see the driver makeup to start with being like that. The Europeans have shown that they can come out here without seeing the circuit and win. Mm. Um, and you, we only have to see what happened this year with the um, the Nissan GDR team. Yep. Getting in there and going bang, doing it. None of the drivers had ever driven around the circuit before, and um, and then we have our friend Benny Simonson mm. coming fifth, I think fifth or sixth, but second in at Am, and he'd never been there before. You know, basically trying to do what his brother had never achieved, mm. the the late and great Alan. So I think that what people want, or what they're trying to hope, may maintain. It's just like the old days of motor racing. Mm. It feels like the old days. It's just relaxed and move in. And, and yeah, just, just do what you want and you can walk over to the hotel and have a meal. Whereas when V8 supercars come on, the hotel's off limits to yeah, everybody. Yeah, you can't get there. And, well, you know, and it's all, it's all very um, structured. It's all very blue-collar. Probably, probably V8 supercars are also thinking that they might leverage... Off of the Queensland event, or the Gold Coast event, basically where they get international drivers over, and they, might and they can lure, well. they can lure more international drivers to the B12H by virtue of going. Well, you know, you're here for this. Are you coming back to Bathurst? I don't think there's a problem with them with with internationals wanting to come to the event. No, I don't it's think it's clearly a on a it's clearly on the world stage and very yeah. much in the minds of those in Europe. Oh, everybody mm. wants to come here. There's absolutely no mm. doubt about that. What 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 could be a problem, and what is, I'm sure, won't be a problem, but people might perceive is that it just ends up becoming another race for V8 supercar drivers in GT cars in this part of the world, mm. because we're quite an insular sort of operation over here. Like we do. Yeah, but we are a long way away from. It doesn't matter. The real world. The, we, so sorry, but we're the same distance as it is for them. Yeah, true. If they can yeah. come here, we can't. We can go there. Yeah, yeah. We just have an economy of scale. That's, that, yeah. that's it. I just I don't buy that. And like you know, Christopher Meese came here twice with Phoenix 
one year been, never been here before. Yeah, right. Oh, put, put him anywhere. And yeah. he's good. Europeans are GT people. Yes. We're true. learning GT. Mm. And our sort of pro am arrangement so it's a, it's a little bit it's a little bit up in the air. It's a little bit strange. I I, I anyway, well I'm getting off topic, we're not gonna talk about specifically whites and wherefores. Oh that's good. Mm. Where GT racing works and doesn't work. But clearly it resonates. Oh, absolutely. And I think with customers and its extraordinary manufacturer alignment. I think the good thing about V8 supercars taking it over, honestly, is that if you get some more V8 drivers in there, it will drive the crowds. I mean, it's been getting bigger and bigger every year, but the average Joe Blow who might sit down and watch V8 supercars each weekend on Fox or, you know, whatever, and wouldn't generally think of going... To the back of this 12, oh no, it's a GT race, you know, no, 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 I only watch the V8s. Might suddenly go, oh, that'd be worth a trip for the weekend. Well, it's been, it has been, whether, whether you like it or not, it has been effectively, like, with the banning of drivers, effective banning of drivers. For, from the event by being in the test day was a challenge. It was blue versus mm. white collar. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, true. And now, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm. <clears throat> and there's been some pretty strong signals this week. This week. And I'm not sure if you're aware of, of, of Richard Emery, the boss of Nissan Australia, mm. publicly going out and saying, in no uncertain terms, and using the exact terminology, going to VO Supercar Manager and saying, don't fuck with the event, mm. right? Let yeah. it be organic in its own right. Don't fuck with it, you know, because you didn't stop yeah, short of saying, hey, we're going to pull out of here. Yeah. But, look, GT racing is more uh, of a future for 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 um, uh, Nissan in this part of the world. I, and I'm not sure how that... I'm not sure how that uh, will pan out. But I would guess that within a short, relatively short period of time... You could possibly see the a Kelly operation yep. to be transitioning through to running GT3 platforms, mm-hmm. as opposed in, yeah. in 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 GT racing in this Quite part sense. of the world. Given the fact that we've got Tony Quinn's operation, okay, the GT the the, yeah. the GT championship, a brilliant arrangement with having a couple of tracks, Hampton Downs and uh, and Highlands in New Zealand. The SRO now coming in, uh, Stefan Rattel's organisation, mm-hmm. to um, be granted FIA GT status to run the Macau round, the Sepang 12 hours. You're suddenly getting a lot of interesting races in these this arena. Mm. And you know, in this neck of the woods, too. I've banged on about this before, about don't make people bring cars. You, know, you talk about how far it is away mm. from people. So don't let, let's make it easy for them. They're going to bring a car over incarnate, which means effectively, you know, duty does not require to be paid because it's going to be moved around and shipped yes. out of the country and back to where it's homeland. It's not going to be 
left for sale there. Yeah. Is don't make it difficult for the people to do that. Make it really easy. Get a single, uh, uh, like uh, like Gibson Freight did when they moved stuff over to, uh, to uh, they built the frames and moved all the cars yeah. over to the Middle East. That sort of concept, just build mm. them and, and, and bring the cars over in one lot and utilise them for multiple events. Exactly. You could certainly be doing... On this side of the world. You could certainly be doing, you know, a, a even a Bathurst support GT race. Mm. So it lets the Europeans go, oh, OK, right, I'm getting a bit of an idea about that. Come over and do then Tony's one, 101 down in yeah. New Zealand. Uh, or the Sepang round as well, right in that time frame. Yep, okay, they could then come and do Bathurst 12 hour and Clipsal 500 opener GT round, yeah. and there'd yeah. be a five round series. Of course, people say, oh, hang on, we've got like, cars and like, and we've got to be in Dubai. Look, if you can afford to do that, you can afford to run multiple cars. Mm. So you have a, you have a, a middle, middle, middle Eastern part, program, yeah. you run Dubai 24 hour, and you run. Golf 12, because there are only one, four weeks, three to four weeks between each other doing something like that. Yeah. So you go, all right, let's just have a Middle Eastern sector, have a Asia Pack yes. program, and also you're invited, if you wish, to do uh, Australian GT. Um, and, or, you go, and you, or you do European Blanc Pain or British GT or stuff like that. But it's very important, JP, to make sure that everybody's got a car that no matter where they go, they can just use the car without having to modify it. Oh, absolutely. But you can't be moving cars around the world that quickly. You know, it depends on your resources, but yeah, it makes no sense to be flying things around the world. Mm. If you're trying to run top, top of the line, Win it outright, sort of stuff like uh, you know a WRT uh, a world racing team WRT Audi a Belgian team yep. in Blanc Pain Endurance Series or and Sprint. You need to be able to, and you're only five cars, which has got three to four drivers, twenty drivers. You got to have multiple cars, and you got to have multiple support. And you can't be moving things around because mm. look at the calendar. The drivers are like you know you know in, in one nation one week and. Mm. Well, well, basically, finish on Sunday afternoon, get on a plane, get there, and they've got a one day of sleep, and then another car. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm thinking that if they make it work, and if V8 supercars do the right thing, it's going to be a bigger and better event than ever. Do you think Dogs is up for a bit? Or oh, in pork? You wouldn't want to give her much. Well, it doesn't look fatty. No, it's very lean. But leaner than chicken, I reckon. Hmm? Leaner than chicken. That crackle was excellent. And it rust. Right? You didn't get the crackle rust. Then you left. You done? Johnny and I have eaten the crackle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, can barely move. <laughs> and loving it. Oh, and loving it indeed. So, anyway, that's that's my thinking on what's going on here, I guess, in, in GT and, um, 
and the V8 supercar will colliding. I, I just hope it goes I don't off. Think they're colliding. Oh, hopefully, they'll both feed off each other. I, I, do I mean, think I think that possibly also because of the opening up of the V8 category and the fact that we're likely to get two doors and all the rest of the stuff that's going to be happening, they might be looking at it as a window to the world where they get the world drivers over for Bathurst 12-hour and then hopefully that might introduce them as a V8 category to new markets around the world. And those drivers will be enthusiastic about it because they've raced with the same guys who race V8 supercars when they come over here for the 12-hour. So there could be some good synergies happening. Well, let's look at what other people might perceive of Australia. Big, bold, you know, sharks and crocodiles and <laughs> big waves and stuff like that. And then we've got the big V8s. Mm. I'm like, no one else has big V8s. Except for the Yanks. Yeah. But certainly no, nobody in Europe does. Yeah, but we, we don't do stuff in the centre of the country. We don't do an Alice Springs GP. Oh, no, we don't. No, no, no. Oh, dogs. Is there a little squeak? Yeah, obviously yeah. that uh, bit of pork was rather nice. Maybe well, squeak a little bit more. <coughs> Look at it down there. So do you think we need a you need an Alice Springs round? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm saying that like it would be akin to having a round in Tennessee mm. or Atlanta. Yeah. Because it's like landlocked. Mm. Whereas right. is it, Australia is People don't, Americans don't realise that Australia just, everyone lives on the coast, pretty much. No, m- most of the world doesn't realise that Australia mm. lives on the coast. And most of the world doesn't realise how big Australia is. You know, like, you, you can say to someone in Europe, I'm going to Australia and I'm going to Sydney, and they say, oh, I know a guy who lives in Perth. Yeah. And, and it's like... Do you know well, him? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you know him? Or, or, you know, his name's George. Have you heard of him? And you go. It's yeah. like... Not George. It's unbelievable. There's only three people in the country. No. But but that's the test, like, mate. I've got no conception. You know, my my mate came over the year before last. You know, from the UK, and he went to see his stepdaughter and whatnot in Sydney. Is that the only one you have? And uh, yeah, the only one I got left from the old dar. Um, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, we we thought we might hop on a train and come across to Adelaide." I'm like, "Mate, have you from seen where? from Sydney?" I said, do you know well, how long... Right, yeah, I know, but do you know how long that takes and how much it's going to cost you? And, like, he's only here for three weeks. Why would you waste two days on a train? I like so, Yeah, I like trains too. But not in yeah. India. <laughs> no, definitely not in India. Not at the moment. What about that? Yeah. <laughs> Both two trains derailed on the same bridge yeah. at the same time. Mm. Bit spooky. What do you think? I don't know. Food and fat. Uh, smacks a bit of sabotage to me, but there you go. Bombay Sapphire spilled. Fire. <laughs> Bombay Sapphire. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Now, I was going to say something really earth-shattering earlier on, and I forgot all about it, and it's totally gone now. It's not funny how, like, this pork is well, just really nice. It denses down as soon as... Mm. It, it, soon as it starts getting a bit chillier. Yeah, it gets a bit cold because the, the fat molecules condense. Yeah. Oh, dogs, you are spoiled. I think if a dog can live... A beautiful dog like this can live to 16 and a half, she's entitled to have a little bit of treaters. True. True. Clearly, she's been able to manage it. Till tomorrow.
until I fucking get shit going to sleep. <laughs> That's right. Because she's, she's going, let me out, I need a dumb. I know what I was going to say. When you were talking about Nissan, as a, like, because you were using Nissan as an example, obviously, oh, really? obviously, they must have seen, um, oh, shit, I need a splash, whoa, they must have seen Mr. Kelly on the weekend. Oh, uh, apparently that he that did some explosive. He spat the dog. Oh, I didn't hear oh, man, it was so funny. I couldn't believe it was even on TV. What's going on? Why was that round on TV yet all these other rounds weren't? I'm watching it going. Huh? Oh, was it on TV? Yeah, it was top. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. But it was only a one-hour highlights package. Oh, but yes. instead of putting it on Monday... Yeah, they, they do. do but they usually package. do it on Monday nights. But this was actually on Sunday. Only, sat- it was Saturday night as well. Only an hour after the event. Or, or two hours after the event had finished or whatever. And they, they actually they, they showed the expletive package. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Because I was watching. Oh no! Movie. All you got was the beeps. But what was he saying? Well, he was going like a fucking piece of shit. Well, that's what I read into it. Anyway. Well, the, the Nissan because he's only three laps from the end, and he'd been going like a train. He'd been going pretty good, but you know, to suddenly just for the motor to die and have to pull off like that. Uh, and so basically, was he slagging the brand? I don't know whether he was slagging the brand or whether he was just slagging his own bad luck or slagging the team or whatever, but he was definitely shitty. <laughs> he was really pissed off. And, then he, got more, and then he got more press the next day. Yeah, about yeah it. well, he did. He probably got more press than any than anybody, really, for the whole round. It was a bit boring. Cause yeah. what? No, it wasn't too bad, actually. I thought it was quite well, interesting. You know, man, I mean, I, I, I've not seen any of the uh, Supercar mm. Championship this year. I've heard of them clips or because they're sorry, not available. No, I know. Exactly. I think it's <coughs> now, think you read in there. Don't you think it's quite amazing how between F one and it, it, yeah. and 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 V eight supercars <laughs> they've managed to make oh. the entire championship unavailable to yeah. people. They go, but I don't want to pay one hundred and fifty dollars a month. No, I don't want to pay fifty bucks to Foxtel just to I, get I'm, sport. I'm I, mean, I'm, I'm I know people who got Foxtel. In fact, when I was in Melbourne last week and the week, I mean, yeah, I'm happy to pay for stuff, but, but you know, but yeah, firstly, yeah. I don't want a eight a.m. I don't want an eight a.m. till yeah. six p.m. Mark Scaife and, and show. No, but but it's not just that though. It's the fact that. What they want you to pay for what you get if you're only interested in V8 supercars on Formula One is just ridiculous. Who would pay 50 bucks a month just to do that? No one. And there's a, a brilliant, I bought, oh, just to fill you in, viewers, because I've been commuting to Melbourne, when I was in the uh, airport and I had nothing else to read, I thought, well, I've already read Motor and I've already read Wheels. I'll see what else there is. And there's F1 magazine, F1 Racing, which. I have to say, I haven't looked at for about two or three years because I used to think it was very pussy. But it's actually become a very good uh, very good magazine. I was actually impressed with the articles in it. But one of the leading things in the current edition, which is... What's the date on that, Johnny? Is that August or... Well, F1 Racing. Is that the August well, edition? Ask me miles. Oh, I, don't I think it's the August edition anyway. It's got... It's got a red bull up on bricks on the cover anyway, viewers. If yeah, you, August. If you find yeah, it. August. The August edition of F1 Racing. 
They did a reader poll of what's wrong with V8 supercars, uh, sorry, Formula One. What's wrong with Formula One? What needs to be fixed? You know, rah, rah, rah. And there's some... Pricing has to be high. There's some crappy stuff in there, but there's some interesting stuff Pricing too. must be very high. <clears throat> but one of, the most, one of the most interesting things that came, struck such a chord with me, because it's exactly the way I think, is that I believe it was one of the team principals and I can't remember who, said, I've been telling Bernie for the last year that we can't do this shit with Sky and, and, and Foxtel or whatever and charge people an arm and a leg for it because they're just not going to be into it because the, the Poms have got the same problem with F1 that we've got with V8 supercars and F1, which is that effectively you need to buy a package in order to access all the stuff that's available. And he's basically turned around and said, I've been telling Bernie, you need to do an online download, stream it as you watch it, five bucks a month or five bucks a race. And just people pay, buy, it. pay as you go. That's right. And people pay it, and they would. The people who currently will go, no, I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for Foxtel. They don't want to do something for the year and then you get exactly. uh, eight, eight weeks of nothing. And if the first Einstein who can work out how to give people like you and I and all those other people who want the same thing access to F1 and V8s on a pay-by-view basis of five bucks a pop or whatever it might be, we'll be on to a monte. And who do you think that principle might have been? I have an no, idea. I have not heard. I got a but I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I think. Yeah. I think it's Peter Sauber. No, I don't think it was Peter Sauber. But it was someone close to that sort of... Well, he wouldn't have been saying anyway. Because Monica is... Uh... Mm. But it's in there, so have a read. And it, it, there's some, it's a brilliant article, in fact, in terms of what the fans want and then the reaction from the team bosses in terms of what's practical and what's not. You know, supposedly, according to the survey that they took, and there was a lot of people worldwide who took part, people want refuelling again. And they're going, no, you can't do refuelling again you idiots it made it more boring when we had refuelling was when Shuey and Ferrari just did everything and there was no overtaking whatsoever, refuelling didn't make it any more interesting and yeah, various other things two tyres should there be two tyres two tyre manufacturers involved in Formula 1 well it wouldn't hurt well I think it would, why? because whichever tyre becomes the best one for wear. But they've had it before. Uh, why wouldn't you have that? Why, why, yeah, why not bring back, bring back all of the uh, excitement? Yeah, it, it, it ruins the the even playing fieldness. Uh, but uh, sorry, I don't buy that. Formula One is the pinnacle True. of development, yes. mm-hmm. and it's up to tyre manufacturers, engine developers, and smart engineers and designers to come up and build something that's better than the rest. Yeah, Utilise what's yeah. available. They can choose brand A, B or C tyre or engine technology, this, what, this, that. And, um, I, but, that, that, and you, you know, otherwise, at the moment, okay. it's too clinical. Well, it and, is a bit and, clinical. And, and no on the other hand, though, if you think about, let's just say, let's just say Ferrari and Mercedes are on a totally even keel engine-wise... They've both got great drivers, 
say you've got, let's just say we're talking Vettel in Ferrari and we're talking Hamilton or, or Rosberg in Mercedes. The only variable is that one's using Goodyear's and one's using Michelin's. Just the no, it's not, it's not at all like that. Because so at the end are, of that... Are, hey, the drivers are esoteric items. Yeah. You cannot quantify you can say them a in, a, in a mechanical way. Right, they have their good days, they have their bad days, they're the good, like that. And then, you know, the tyres, it'll be up to, you know, ambient conditions, the quality of the rubber. Something yeah, will be yeah, good yeah. one week, something will be good in different Maybe. environments, and it's up to them, you know, it's about the, the how the engine drives. But if one tyre manufacturer is noticeably better than another, what's going to happen the next season? Everyone's going to want the good one. Look, and then your even playing field's just been tipped up. Look, JP, tyre manufacturers have been battling for the whole history of motor racing. True. So let them continue to battle. Yeah. Mm. Well, what's the difference between that tyre manufacturer battling and a, and, a, and a car manufacturer battling or an engine manufacturer right. battling? Well, I mean, really, what is yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you're right, but, but people I'm not right. will tend... To go for a team and a manufacturer, they won't necessarily go for a tyre manufacturer. So, it's... I don't know. It's just one of those... But in Le Mans racing, you're allowed open tyres. Yeah, Michelin, Pirelli. And look how good the World Endurance Championship's going. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are you getting a bit old? No, there's a bit of a woolly jumper you've got on there. Yeah, it's been fucking cold. You keep telling me how cold it is down here, and I've had this on. It's a bit, bit, bit woolly. Yeah, I know it's woolly. It's cable, too. Look, cable. I mean, it's it cable. Cold. Was, must cable was in the 1960s. Must be cold yeah, down My mum used to knit me stuff like this. So, isn't it? It's cold up in them there hills. But in McLaren Vale, it'd be cold. Well, it would be if you were in McLaren Vale. Well, you are. are. Luckily, I'm not. Yeah, viewers, he thinks he's not. He's, he's not anywhere near me. I have to tell you, I went, to, great. I went to McLaren Vale on Sunday. Two minutes. And I drove the back way yeah. because I didn't want to go on the main roads and go down the Southern Expressway. And it took me about 23 minutes. Oh, jeez, were you timing it? I always do. Are you drive me like an old lady? No, the best the best time I've ever done. Are you driving the old Morgan? Was was about nineteen minutes forty five. The Morgan, but oh, nevertheless, three wheeler. So, but I did. Promise Have you brought that out? My wife. Have you brought that three wheeler out? The only three wheeler I ran out. The thing with the you know the one at the back and two at the front. Yeah, what do you call it again? With the radial engine. Oh. Okay. Oh, from, a, radio, from an old radio, Spitfire. Radio. It's an aerial engine, isn't it? <laughs> How do you get it? What's it been like? It's, it's been a, get... that's awesome, mate. I've got, got the goggles on and the leather helmet. 23 minutes. Yeah. 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 You yeah. want to hear the back wheel chirping too around some of them bends. Oh, yeah. Mate, you lift the lead? <laughs> well, you can't lift the lead. <laughs> it's only got three. You lift one of them, you're fucked. Well, you're better, better <laughs> that than a reliant Robin... <laughs> it's the unreliable Robin. You know, I used to. Oh, one of, one have of the have kids, you ever driven one? Have you ever I've been? never driven one, but I've been in one. One of the kids oh, I went to school with had one. Oh, really? Did it fall and over? It was funny as. Did it fall it over? It didn't fall over, but there were plenty of times I thought it was going to, I have to tell you. It was, it, it, it was just like Mr. Bean. 
Well, no, on the Mr. B. Clarkson. Show. Well, yeah, or Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you were feeling like, and especially if you're in the passenger side and you were going round a right-hander because it'd lean that way and lean that way. And is it, is it, my ass is going to end up on the floor in a minute. So it's like Delta it's Wing of the past. Yeah. We're going to have to get into that for poorly. Maybe do a bit of PR on that. That's the sort of car we should have. And go to Target as well. Robin. Yeah, we just get. We said it a day early. But we'd have to have trainer wheels on the front to steady us off. We get Del Boy. So we can sign ride it with yeah, Lady Killer. Trotters into independent trading. Once we do that, yeah, yeah. Trotters independent trading. I can't remember what the S stands for. Sideways. Yeah, it could be. Once we do that, then maybe we do Milli Millia. Oh, yeah, because that's all been revived. Now. Yeah, no, and that's going off perfect, perfect, for, yeah. perfect for a car like that. Yeah. For us. <laughs> no one's ever going to eclipse Sterling Moss's record in the Milliman, yeah, you know that? Which he did with uh, uh, D.S. Jenkinson. That's right. Dennis. The very same. Yep, he certainly did. Do you know about him? Who? Dennis Jenkinson. He was around forever in the UK. Worked for uh, wheel, uh, not wheels, um, okay. mental blank, motorsport. Motorsport, Bill Brody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back in the day when I used to. Back, back, here we go, here we go, hang on, Bill, hang on, here it is. Here it is. You can tell that you can tell that a certain birthday's coming up. When I was about when I was about nine, nine, eight, nine, somewhere around nine dollars worth. I used to save up, and it was usually about three months worth of pocket money, and buy a motorsport magazine, and the only colour back in those days was an eight-page spread in the middle. Everything else was black and white, except for the green and white cover. And I used to get my favourite drivers, like uh, Bruce McLaren was always a favourite because that orange McLaren back in the day used to look the dog's guts. It was fantastic. It's the bee's knees. Jimmy Clark was always good, of course. The bee's knees. Graham Hill was a bit... It's not the dog's guts. It's the duck's guts. Look, it's the dog's guts. It's the duck's gut, the duck's nuts. Dog's nuts. <laughs> what happened? The dog's balls. It's the dog's balls and the duck's nuts. You're right. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Say, yeah. So I used to peel out very carefully, pulling the staples up so lemon. that you could pull it out and then lemon. pull the staples back again afterwards. Lemon? Lemon, 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 peel. <laughs> and put it on my bedroom wall. Made all these Formula One cars. You ask my mum when you see her. Yeah, all the bloody holes from them drawing pins in the wall. His dad had to fill them all back up before he could repaint the wall. Save it all up. Holy girl came with. No. Then what happened? She's against the wall. So I used to. Yeah. Shut up. You'd be around for a. It's a pint of... Uh, a pint of what? A pint of brown ale? No. No? It's the name. I can't remember it round the corner of National Paulies. Went round the... Ah, uh, Young's Bitter. Young's! <laughs> Young's! <laughs> Actually, it's Young's Bitter. Cause Young's. Young's was a, um, a London uh, brewery. No? London. Not Young's Foreign Pride Bitter. Yeah. Oh, okay. London Pride was Fuller's and uh, 
special bidder was Young's. Young's special bidder. Young's. Round the, round the corner from when International Paulie used to uh, live, yes. Uh, which was on the side of the Thames. Yes, it was on the side of the Thames. Uh, and, and it was... No, Hartley, no, it was... Putney. Putney, East Putney. Well, it was basically Putney. Putney's. Putney Bridge Road. And I used to Putney Bridge Road. That's right. Bridge and I'd, get, I'd yeah. get off the train and I'd go down and I'd walk along... And there'd be like these sort of archways yes. that were under the railway lines that yeah. had been turned into like repair garages. That's right, yeah, well, they were always like that. Oh, yeah. I, I never liked For as long as I can remember, though. Spiders. Spiders. <laughs> Haven't you seen them in some of those, you know, the, the old um, Pommy gangster movies from the, with the London boys? <laughs> yeah. They're always in archways under, yeah, yeah, under yeah, underground yeah. lines. Well, Put in here. And, and wearing, and wearing, uh, wearing you know, sort of warehouse jackets. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. All that yeah. stuff. Used to be good. But you wouldn't want I'm to... I'm just be... talking about blowing the bloody doors off! That's right! <laughs> but you wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> classics. Absolute classics. Uh, do you remember The Professionals? I do. Oh, I like The Professionals. Bodie and Doyle. That's right. With the RS2. And a real RS2. They were actually, not that fucking pretend thing we used to go... We got sold out here. Mucking around. Yeah. And it was a BDA engine. Because yeah. it was BDA. Yeah, it was. But it was around real about one. the same time when they were running all those... It was... Um, uh, uh, what's uh, John Steed. Uh, yes. What was that? Was, uh, the uh, Swaders? No. No. Uh, no. Uh, it was Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And then they had... Uh, the Persuaders, which was Tony Curtis and Roger yes. Moore, and then it's all about the same time. They yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like a formula almost. You know, and, yeah. and, and uh, the music was like. Dun, 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 dun. Well, all, the, all the theme tunes were written by the same dude. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty well. ITV. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, then. Oh, then were the days. Hey, talking about them were the days. Viewers, I got here tonight. And Johnny put on a bit of music and said, listen to this. Do you remember this? And I said, yeah. Let's put a little on for the viewers. Well, we will. And see if the Don't viewers know what it is. I'll just see if I can dig it up. Because okay. Uh... Because, and, and I was absolutely gobsmacked that he was even into listening to this music, to be honest. Oh, man, I loved it. Because I first met Johnny when in 1995 or uh, four or thereabouts. And he was always sort of a bit of a disco techno head type person. And I didn't know he listened to actual progressive music from back in the 70s and 80s. And he turned this on and I was like, oh, you're kidding. I saw them at the Royal Albert Hall, and I think it was 1970, which was about a year after the album came out. And so he's just going to cue it up now, I believe. So that's probably what the uh, noise is in the background. And you might be amazed, as amazed as I was, that John Hart actually listens to a certain JT with an album called ATAB. And if you've got that, you're on our wavelength. He's obviously trying to find one of his favourite bits. Which he must have done because he's coming pacing back down the hallway now. 
There you go, JP, not fair. Okay, you found it. Here's a good bit. What? The, okay. the, this is what the, bit the viewers I've given like. the viewers a clue. Does anyone know what it is? Flute should give it away. Amazing changes of tempo. Oh, brilliant changes of tempo. And a brilliant album. You want to sing on? Okay, viewers, you know what it is? All you people have got your phones out on Shazam. You should have got it by now. Think as a brick, Jethro Tull. That's right. So oh, very cool. Available on iTunes and and a brilliant album to boot. Mm-hmm. Beatles, when you needed <laughs> him last Saturday. Resting down the corner, writing up the memoirs and the definition of the boys. Ah. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? See, we all think of we all think of sports people as like celebrities nowadays, I and don't. I don't. and they all write books. But even back then, in 1969, what do you think of folks? In 1969, speak to him anymore. He was writing a song that was basically saying about the sportsmen are all writing their memoirs. So it's nothing new. Well, there's a bit of memoirs. I've got some memoirs for you. Have you? Not from me, but I've, I've ch- I haven't shown you, but I will send them to you. Yeah. But of my father. Oh, really? I will show you. I'll bring it here. You want to just pause that for a second? No, 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 no. I'm not going to give you the details. Why? What, do, you, do you need to do something? Yeah, I do. Well, just, oh, but I'm, look, I'm just going to... Oh, all right. Just do that then. I'll just, just bust time. for a pee. That's fine. I won't get up and have a pee now because the viewers will be upset. Oh, I'll just if, if, if that's what you need to do, but I'm just going to show you, and we'll we'll come back to it, James. Don't call me James. Uh, that. Uh... Oh wow! Is that from 15th a, of a diary? Fifteenth of Fifteenth of March, nineteen fifty nine to the twenty sixth of June, nineteen fifty nine. This is my dad, in yeah. flight with Teal Auckland, Sydney. Fifteenth of March. And he says, I was 43 of age. Well, he didn't type it up. Someone else typed it up from his dictation. Right. But this is his three-and-a-half-month tour that he did through... Three-and-a-half-month uh, tour. Uh, uh, through um, middle... Uh, the uh, sort of... Uh, how would you say it? The Orient. The Orient. Be a, right. be right. the best because way that's to what describe it. Back then. Yeah. Uh, in that, in the that time frame. Yeah. 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 As a... Uh, Someone who was working uh, in alignment with the New Zealand Trade Commission oh, yeah. and a great ambassador of a possible new 
world language, Esperanto. Really? Yes, Dad was uh, an extraordinarily um, high-level yeah, protagonist is a good word. Protagonist, yeah, right. Yeah. And um, and, and uh, if you read on, and I can't make this available to everybody, of but course. you know, for you, you know, no drama. But um, uh, he was he stood next to Mao Zedong uh, at uh, on the May Day march what? for many hours, only to be thrown out of the country. <laughs> Right, you've had your May Day march. Get on, go on. Out no, only be thrown out of the country for uh, giving an honest opinion of what he thought of what the China Chinese right. communistic uh, scenario was. And they were very communistic back then. <laughs> but they they asked Mister Mister Hartley, you asked why did you tell us? Well, yeah, what that's did, right. did we do wrong? We are, we asked you for a comment, and you were supposed to be nice to us, but because you were honest, you can get out. Well, they, he said, ha, that's fine, look, I'll, I'll just stay around until you... Well, actually, it was a knock on the door to his hotel in the morning. Oh, Mr. Hart, you do not look very well. He goes, no, I'm fine, I'm OK. Just might have had a few drinks last night because Dad... Never drank. Never drank. Never drank. Never. never. No. Well, never. you never drink. No, exactly in the same so way as he never drank. Absolutely. So, therefore, you don't see the inverted <laughs> commas in the air. Never drank. <laughs> yeah right. Okay. So, um, and they go, oh, you know, look very well, Mister Hart. You almost got a hole in there. They go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. Go, no, no, you're not look you good. You must go. go, go, go. We have a train to go to to the Shanghai and then uh, you to Hong Kong to buy uh, New Zealand. And he goes, yeah, but you only have one. We only have one train a week. Goes, no, special train for you. <laughs> and it's true. They put on a train and they put a carriage in the middle. Of the train, JP. Was like, like a freight like, train. Look at the iPhone sitting on the yeah. table there. And they, that was a freight train. Maybe it was. But they put him in the fucking middle. But no <laughs> one, it probably was a freight train. <laughs> and no one could get there, so no one can get the Western thinking. Mm. Oh, you're a bad man. I've mm. got away. Yeah. And that is Protect what happens to you. Dead. Yeah. Anyway. Far out. But no soup for you, listener, a viewer. <laughs> Ah, oh, I really got caught in. Oh. oh, hello, viewers, coming up. <laughs> go on, go to a piece of it. All right, then. I'll just shut up here for a second. Will you come back? Will you come back? Oh, I might come back. Well, hurry up. Where is it? Oh, Jenny. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, would you? I know. I know. You're right. Hello, Johnny. Yeah, well, bloody hell. I just was in your bathroom. There's nothing good in there. And I was going to wash my hands. And there's an apple box. Yeah, there is. On yeah. the top <laughs> of the washing machine that was like a flashback to the 90s. I know. It was an apple uh, a reseller. Jesus. Um, welcome Kit. to the reseller. Yeah. Yeah. It's 20-year-old box. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did he get a flip top? Yeah. And, and, and it That's was all hard it is. brown cardboard because that was recycled. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. That was ooh, And yet you see that he's an audio... Yeah, oh, yeah. thing I was in. But it's a quality was... box because it just managed it's to still go. <laughs> Jesus, gave me a bit of a fright. It was like walking into the back of the old place. Talking about things that give you a fright, what's that number you got on your fridge? 50534. Oh, mate, that's the new number plate I've got for the car, you know. If you live down there late. So the scammers make number plates now, do they? 
Who? Scambles. Oh, oh yeah, Scambles. No, no, no. If you live down in Adelaide, you know, over the over this side of town, the nice side, yeah. like yeah. close to Clipsal, yeah. you have to have like number plates like that. Yeah, but they've only got four digits usually. How come you've got a fifth? Oh well, there's probably been a bit of a run on them. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Uh, and I, don't, I don't think there's that many people, you know, what, bidding of, of for historic significance. Plates, you know, of significance. Four digits. Well, then. Well, that's probably what it is. It's maybe it's just five oh five three, four digits. Yeah, I, I actually tried to get a seven digit number. <laughs> like I tried to get. Your old phone number. No, I tried to get from five, 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 one, seven, four, two. You know, just like as they would use in Hollywood. Right. But um, it doesn't connect. Doesn't it? It's the five, five, five. Mm. Yeah, that's it's, it's the mate. That's the, you know, it's the number plate that's worth more than the car. What was that song like? That? There was a song like that. With the five, five, five. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Sorry, phone number. Sorry, you're not connected. Is it like, yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Is it, uh, It'll come back to Sydney me. Lauper. No, it wasn't Sydney Lauper. How do you know? Someone a bit more... What, less Lauper? With a bit more depth of, than that. Sydney Lauper. So to speak. Whatever like, happened to her, anyway? Well, actually... Hey, Lauper. off. Didn't... Blonde war off. Got done for Laupering. <laughs> Peroxide. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what do I think about what? Now, Japes, I'll tell you. Don't Japes me. Um, I, I'll have to say that um, mate, a, there actually is a bit of stuff going on in Tex, Tex, Texville. Texville. And yeah. um, I'm running, I'll have to say, and I'm very impressed that I'm running uh, uh, the old early 2008. Mm-hmm. Early 2008. I only want to say this once. Early 2008, uh, uh, iMac yeah. with 4 gigabyte of RAM, mm-hmm. uh, a Core 2 Duo 306. An El Capitan version, blah, blah, blah. I'm running latest El Capitan. Yeah. El Epicapitan. Hey! Uh, with, um, um, uh, and I'll tell you who's coming around to service and look after it a little bit. Uh, he's been helping me, me out on it. Yeah, um, off an external five hundred gig drive, yeah. about the size of the iPhone, bus powered, right, and it boots it, and it's running, it's running, it's running well. Mm. Um, and so who is coming round here? Uh, what's his name again? I can't. Uh, his name is. He's. <laughs> it's the guy in the submarine movies. <laughs> the submarine movies. Uh, Sean Connery. Dirk, someone or other. Oh, Dirk. Pitt. Oh no, he, he was he was in the movie with Red October <laughs> against Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, he, he's been really helping me out. His <laughs> name right now, but he was definitely hanging out. He's, right, he's, and he's got a bit of an eye right. issue. Yeah, eye eye eye. As they I mean, not as Captain. in not as in eye Mac. Right, eye eye. Captain. I Captain or I L Capitan or iPhone. Don't know. Don't fuck around. L-Captain. I'm not trying. You, you're trying to take me out of context there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking about an eye visual. Well, that's what you get. And you're trying. You see. You're trying. It's Dirk. And your L Capitan. Dirk. It's Dirk. Diggler. 
No. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, viewers, we're going to have to pause for a moment. Will I, will I remember? No, I, uh, straight away. I just finished the show and not tell them. No. Fun that one. We, no, we're not. We have to tell them. Shut up. Anyway, uh, I, I remember yeah, now. Dieter. It's no, not Dieter. It's Dirk Klink. No, it's otherwise known as... Werner Klemperer. Werner Klemperer. Werner. Werner Klemperer. Like Dirk. Come on, come on. Colonel Klink. Colonel Klink. You know, where and, and uh, Schultz, John Banner. John Banner. That was his name. Yeah. And uh, um, Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> and uh, General Borkarter. Yep. So nice to see you, General <laughs> Borkarter. Could you have not said the same for you, Clink? Oh, that's a worry, isn't it? And then Major Hochstetter. Gee, you remember all the names. What is this man doing here? You learn Homer's your heroes. tricks in life. Hogan's Heroes viewers. Alright, I'll get. Here's a song. I'll whistle it. Green Acres. Good work. Starring. Um, Greta Garbo. No, what was her name? Um, not Greta Garbo. Um, and. Oh, shit. Come on! No. Five, four. No. Zaza Gabor and Eddie oh, Albert. Zaza Gabor. Eddie Albert. Yeah. And, and Mr. Eddie Albert. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And Mr. Ed. <laughs> Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed wasn't in Bloody Green Acres. All right. Mr. Ed had his own show. What about this one? <laughs> okay. Who was in Petticoat Junction? Don't know. She had big tits. Sam Drucker. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bird? The blonde bimbo. I couldn't get away with that anymore. No, you, you couldn't. Spinning no. a junction and the cart to train drove past and they all together underwear hanging out. Yeah. Junction. Oh fucking unreal. And I think I'm getting old viewers. Uh, well, so well, you obviously So how is El Capitan anyway? Mate, it's alright. Well put yeah. it put it this way. Uh, the El Capitan. Oh, who is that guy? I took a photo of it. Uh, uh, I know who he's from. I know who it is. It's Dirk. Some <laughs> now I know, uh, viewers, I'm going to have to hold it again. Oh, I thought it was U571, but it's not. Well, Matthew, that's got Matthew you McConaughey. Lose out. But there's a U something or other. Right. A U Bolt. Bolt. Not Andrew. But it's, it's, it's very sort of. No, there's no problem here. So who would be a problem if we did have the problem? Sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it? there's no... <laughs> he's not the governator. <laughs> the governator. Ah, uh, uh, Righto, Jake, right. dinner summary. What do you reckon? Sensational. Give the viewers a... Give you, pop, get, 9 t- out of 10. Tell the viewers about... Well, JP made a very good mushroom sauce. Yeah. Made from uh, some beautiful Swiss brand mushrooms. Yes, and some How did that come Swiss about? mushrooms. And Funnily some that. white Swiss wine. Mushrooms. And some well, cream that I had to stop and find on the way here. Tell the viewers how to put it together, starting with a little bit of... Well, generally, you just chop the mushrooms up, throw them in the pan. 
sweat it with a little bit of sweated butter. Yes, just and a little bit of butter. Not I noticed that tonight... And then that, I like uh, to just splash the wine in, just I enough to keep them tonight. moist so that they don't stick to the pan and keep moving them around. I, I also noticed tonight that uh, but you didn't leave anything out of the equation because you used a very nice butter. Oh, yeah, the Conqueror. Le Conqueror. Yeah, but it's the Conqueror in England. <laughs> but it's a, um, a lightly salted butter. Yes. That's from France. Horn. But it's not like Lurpak, unsalted. That's from Denmark. Which is very nice from Denmark. Yeah, yeah but, but this is... I'm just saying, this is what yeah. you use. You chose to use it in the pan, in the pan, yep. in the pan. So we've got the butter. In the pan. Got the mushrooms all nice and browned up and warm, and then splash some white wine in, and then put some cream in, and then some uh, herbs. I noticed that you used the white wine to sort of um, um, pick the flavours up that was uh, being congealed around yes. the fry the pan there. Um, yeah. That was very good. Really good. That's right. A reduction. And then simmered for a long, long while. So that, and you heard me actually comment. If you go back to the beginning of the show, you would have heard me comment about that second piece of pork that John got me because it was the the mushroom sauce on top of that. It had reduced just perfectly by then. So there we go. And you cooked the pork. But... When it comes to the the mushroom sauce, yeah. uh, which uh, the letters should somehow, which one of the letters should have umplows and circumflexes uh, <laughs> and sedillas and uh, acute and grave accents? I mean, oh, you know. Well, none of them. Mushroom and sauce don't need accents. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, fuck off then. <laughs> but your pork was lovely. Oh. Was nice and crunchy, nice crunchy curry. And you put plenty of salt in it, on it. Not a lot. Didn't over salt it. Right. As my mother said, yeah. you can everything in moderation, but you can't take it away. True. Very true. And like you know, I just look. You know, I reckon if you, what I should have done, mm-hmm. James, here. No, 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 no. I've got to drive. I don't. I've got to drive. I don't. I know. I've got another little. I've got a little sneaky something over here. Look, a little sneaky red one. It's open under here. we are. No need to open it. Oh, you just opened that. Whoa. Um, I'm around the way place, beautiful. Oh, here. Taylor's, Shiraz, Clear Valley, 2014. Whoa. Hello, viewers. Is, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. We'll tell you the story. If you can't remember, we better finish. <laughs> He's snooking himself, viewers. I am. <laughs> anyway, I'll come back next time. And on that note... No. What? I'm not you just don't want to finish, do you? No, I'm on a bit of a roll tonight. Oh, the viewers oh, are getting bored. They're no. like, off. I'll tell you what, you're on the roll. Oh, here we go. Viewers, it's a worry. He's definitely on a roll tonight. And uh, he obviously doesn't want me to go home. So, oh, oh, he's got the new camera out. It's tech time. Oh, Hold on. Tech time, viewers. Have you got greasy hands? Yeah. 
Horribly greasy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to pick it up in case I drop it. Drop me a check early. He's got the new... Now, I, I've got a I have, feeling... I have bought a new camera. Viewers and Viewers, I've got a feeling I did an article on this in Tech Time almost a year ago. No, yeah, because and it only he, arrived this last week. And he poo-pooed me. No, no, well, no. it was a predecessor of... Yeah, predecessor, perhaps. Yeah. It was X-T10. And about how good it was. X-T10 or something. Or X-T10 this or is the X-T10 anyway. Well, there you go. It was a preview of it. I'll tell you, viewers. And you poo-pooed me. I yeah, remember. You say, uh, Looks like my old practica. Fujifilm X-T10. Very lightweight. 16mm. Um, a 16... Uh, Megapixel, don't really matter about megapixels. So mirrorless, uh, adaptable lens, retro style mm. shapes. That's why I said it looks like my old practice. And you can get it with a black top, but I decided to get one with a silver top. Yeah. And you can twiddle with the knobs. Yeah, well, it's got plenty of knobs. Yeah, it's got And that makes knobs. it like my old practica too. And you know what's cool about this? Is, you know, like when you Well, I do know you like a lot of knob twiddling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm over, I'm over the girls. Yes, I can tell you now. It's, it, it, I'm, a, I'm a knob twiddler from here. I mean. Isn't that right, Jack? But isn't it funny how? Isn't it funny how, despite the fact that it's SLR, it's non SLR. Well, it is. Yeah, I mean, you're looking through the lens, but it's mirrorless, is what I'm trying to say. You've still got that dome on the top where the ah, where the viewfinder yeah, yeah, no, is. Yeah, that's the stop. But notice that it is. Look here. Yeah. Put your eye up to the screen. Just just put your put hold. Put your eye up to the screen. Don't touch it. Put your eye up to the screen. Oh, I see, and it switches automatically. It's got a digital oh, yeah, viewfinder. Okay. Oh, that's very. That's excellent. It is, isn't it? It is. Go take good. a photo of you. Just see what it looks like. Look at that ugly old bloody shit there. Oh. So, don't try and get this in smart position or anything. I'm not trying to. That'll be the hero shot for tonight. The hero shot. We don't do the hero shot. <laughs> but, <laughs> get on. But, um, what's cool about this, Japes, is that... Don't uh, Japes me. Oh, I'll have to put it back and do another shot because, you see, what I did was do it in a manual mode. I did it in auto mode. Right, what's wrong with auto mode? Should be good, shouldn't it? So no, that it, sounded it, like it, the shutter took far too long. I said bracket. Yeah. But the thing is that, see that knob there? Yeah. You move that, you can fuck around and do all this stuff. Is that speed? Is that ISO speed? No, I don't know. The, this and that. I don't know anything about this. It's just knobs. And, but the point is <laughs> that if you know, look, there's, there's, there's someone who's got to know it, yeah. Know. And there's this, this thing on the front, I've no idea about that. That makes the lens fall off. But if you're fucking around with all these speeds and and uh, exposure, yeah, of course, speeds and blah, blah, that yeah. suddenly, like, let's just say you're a pro, yeah, and you're you can go into that mode and do all this, and then you go, oh Johnny, here, you dig it, right? Bang, in order, and back, and it's straight yeah. in order. So you don't have to go back to auto and all the dials. Yeah, yeah. You can suddenly go, all right. Well, this is where I was in manual mode. Yep. And then hand it back to me, and I'm in right. with one flick of the switch. It's like a pre- yeah. auto preset. Another good thing, good. cool thing about it's it is funky. It's, it looks and, good. And feel it. I was going to say, your hands through the weight. No, 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 I'm just going to do that. No, no, no. That's well, not heavy though. It feels good, doesn't it? 
It's a lot lighter than yeah, mine. Take a photo. Take a photo. Do I have to? Yeah, just do it. But I'm only looking at you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, just take a proper photo. Oh, three. How many photos did mine take? Well, obviously I have my finger down. You told me it was bracketing. It must have bracketed three. Yeah, it must be. It must be so it's a hot shoe. Is it a bracket? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hot shoe auto sync to like an external or whatever. Wait, all those big words. I just don't understand that. <laughs> I think it's time to go. This is the but uh, viewers. I'd suggest that you uh, own a Schmidt Cannon. Look, uh, twelve ninety nine with a hundred dollars cash back this week from Fuji Film and Camera House Australia came with an eighteen to fifty. 55, 8, uh, 16, 16 to 50 mil yeah. lens, including a 230 to, uh, sorry, 50 to 230 lens and a bag for 11, for 1200 bucks. I thought it was pretty good. It is good value. And a bit of, doesn't it feel yeah. okay in your hand? Yeah, it does. It feels nice actually. No, it just, yeah. just. Yeah. Well, my good old Fuji. It's been a long going. time since I've bought a camera. Yeah. See, all these controls, Jobs. Yeah. Have been stuck in interfaces here, and of course you can, you know, pull this out at any angle yeah. and do what you want yeah. with it. Will it flip though to the side? Uh, don't know. No, I don't think it does that. It might. Um, and it has a a, a a remote, so it automatically connects to there. Oh, and, so the, yeah. So Wi-Fi. Yeah, so and I can actually. And transfer it to but what's more, I can put it outside and use the iPhone as a right. viewfinder. Oh yeah. That's good. Oh. So you can put pictures up on Instagram now oh, that you haven't taken with your iPhone and pretend like all these other wankers that you took it with your iPhone. Right. And it's a piece of art. Let me tell you, it'll be good in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and with that, good night, viewers. <laughs>